One of them's got a face for radio, and the other is blind as a bat. You be the judge of which is which. It's TM5, sponsored by Hannah Strawn Realty. Dan Marino should rot in hell. Nobody knows anything about brain. America! Who wants some Arnie Palmies? Everybody love everybody! Jesus, what happened to your face? Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Do you not realize I have had diarrhea since Easter's? West Georgia, and welcome into the Morning Five podcast. Today is Thursday, October fifth. Billy, today is National Apple Betty Day. I have no idea what an Apple Betty is. I don't either. I've I've never heard of this. Uh, <laughs> what is an Apple Betty? I was looking at the pictures, and it looked like oatmeal or like day old rice or something like that. Um, but but okay. it, is, it is not. Yeah, uh, the, the American version is Brown Betty or simply Betty of what is something called a cobbler, apple crisp, or crumble. It dates back to, to the colonial period. So reading about the description of it sounds like something that would be sort of tasty. It looks like a, a dessert, a treat, something warm that you would eat with a nice cold scoop of vanilla bean ice cream. So when you read the description of it, it sounds like something that would be tasty. But just looking at the picture... It does not look like something that would be appetizing. Yeah, I'm going to pass. I appreciate it, though. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. I don't, mind, I don't mind apple like uh, apple cobbler or apple crisp. Uh, so sure. that, that's what they are describing this as. But the pictures do not look as tasty as how they are describing it. I can't wait to hear it. Because you know we're going to get a text from Steve Walker that's like, you guys don't like Apple Betty? You've never had Apple Betty? I ate that every day growing up. (laughs) So today is National Apple Betty Day. Uh, Billy, big news came out in the high school football realm this week. The NIL has been approved for high school football players in the state of Georgia. And there is more reclassification news around uh, next year's you know regions and everything uh, high a 2a and 3a all will have a power rankings of sorts to seed teams going into the playoffs and when the playoffs start for high a 2a and 3a when the playoffs start for all three of those uh, classifications private schools will be pulled into their own bracket of playoffs and play each other in those three divisions and public schools will only play public schools in those three three classifications billy so let's hit up the first thing first on this high school football news is nil where do you stand on nil and what have you heard from coaches about the new nil rules in high school football in georgia didn't really get to talk with a lot of coaches i I talked with uh umbre brown last night and you know it's just he he seemed okay with it he's like you know it's going to be good for the kids but you know it it just seems like it may be a headache for the coaches and the administration um that's that's the only negative to it i think is the fact that it's just going to be extra bs that they have to deal with um because it's literally going to get to the point where those boosters are there you know you know some high school boosters that would do this that would be like, hey, you know, maybe you should just stay with us and uh, get you a little bit of extra money. You know what I mean? For sure, yeah. Um, and it's just not. That's that's something that I think. And Umbre said, you know, there should be a penalty, um, if and it should be a harsh penalty if if they break these NIL rules. 
He said he didn't know what it is, but he said there should be a harsh one just to make an example, essentially. Um, I, I'm okay with it. I, I think the kids should get what they they deserve. I just don't know what businesses would get out of a lot of these kids, you know, and, and how many of these kids will be NIL marketable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's going to be a very, very small few. Uh, Juju and Carrollton obviously would be NIL marketable. Um, Aaron Nolan from Langston Hughes. Uh, Dylan Ravioli from Buford. Uh, You know, those three kids are the first ones that pop into my mind that are NIL eligible. Or, you know, everybody's eligible, but probably one of the more likely kids that will get NIL deals. I think it's neat. I think it's cool that a lot of these kids will be able to do like local commercials for local businesses or appearances or something like that. You know, I I think we're both in favor of NIL for, for college football as well, but there just needs to be some parameters set around it. You know what I mean? I know right now you can't use the high school name. You can't use the high school mascot. You can't use anything official from the high school. Like you can't do a commercial with, uh, you know, if Juju does one, he can't do one uh, with a Carrollton jersey on and a Carrollton helmet and out at Carrollton's field. It has to be a, a generic a generic jersey and everything like that at a, at a generic field. So, um, you know, they, they can't, the schools can't profit off of it. I, I, it's just, it's just a slippery slope. You know what I mean? And we're, and we're already asking these coaches to do so much. Like they're, they're trying to raise, you know, 80 to a hundred young men on a football field and uh, taking care of a lot of the stuff off the football field that the majority of fans probably don't even see or recognize that these coaches do. My fear is that this gets so wild and so out of hand that it drives good coaches out of coaching. That's my biggest fear is that it becomes such a headache that we lose good coaches in the process of this or we have good coaches that never get the interest or start to coach because of the headache that NIL has brought to the table. Yeah, that's fair. Um <clears throat> I just don't know where we're going to, like, how many kids are going to be marketable enough for the, the NIL deals, you know? Right. Um, do do some businesses try to give a deal to an NIL kid or to a kid because, you know, mom's been their secretary for 30 years? Um, you know, just, I, I could see that happening, but it's just how, I don't know, man. Like, there's businesses are are tough and so it's it's going to see do you want to be the first one to give money to a kid or do you want to be do you want to not show any any favoritism i mean there's going to be there's going to be so much stuff that's around there but we'll see how it works out i'd be the first one i'd be the first one to give kids a couple of dollars if i owned a local business i'd give them a couple of dollars to come by the store and I don't know, do a signing or something. Do something neat, you know, something something kind of cool that a lot of high school players don't get to do. I, do an appearance. I don't know. Figure out something Just, to make it fun. We need to give we need to get an NIL deal to a kid and then just have a TM5 polo made and they have to walk, walk around school with it. You know what? Maybe maybe we'll get Hanson down at Hurt County. Give there him an go. NIL deal and we'll and we'll play Mbop the entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or we'll give Will Wallace an NIL deal and we'll change the name of our podcast to Where There's a Will, There's a Way. 
the and you know Braveheart's my favorite podcast. Yeah, I know. My favorite, favorite movie. movie. So. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> It'll just be a Braveheart <laughs> podcast. <laughs> let's get to uh, reclass, and, and it's look the. I love the fact that they're splitting it up Agreed. between um, private schools and public schools. I love that aspect. What I do not love is the our rankings. Ugh, yeah, and them. Uh, they're going to be a pain in the butt for everybody. It's not just a pain in the butt for the media. It's a pain in the butt for the coaches, too. Um, I remember distinctly talking with uh, Fenley and uh, Brad Gordon, you know, when we had them several years back and it was just a pain in the butt so when we moved to just regular old-fashioned standings they were relieved they're like we don't have to worry about who beat who because that's that's the whole thing with power rankings you have to you have to be focused on everyone and so your next opponent well they lost to so-and-so and that just doesn't help you out in the power rankings you know what I mean? And it's just it's just a pain in the neck. And I can't stand it. So yeah. uh, I'm and that's that used to be just high A. Um that's gonna be high A. So the low or division two, which is Bowden and Mount Zion, doesn't have to deal with this. Correct. And at least Bowden and Mount Zion. We might have more teams added uh to low A before the season kicks off next year because they're reclassifying everybody. Right. But as of right now, let's just say if they, they kept in the same rankings, Temple, Hurd County, Harrelson County, and Bremen would all be in this. And I just I can't stand it, dude. I cannot stand it. Uh, yeah, the, the, thing, the thing that I worry about the most with this is... So we're going to have the power rankings. So that's, it's going to matter what your points against and your points for are going to be, I would assume, in this power ranking. I don't know how they're going to, you know, I don't know what statistics are going to go into this, but my fear with power rankings is that a lot of these teams that, you know, we'll, we'll say, we'll take Bowden, for instance. We'll just take Bowden playing Forest Park this weekend. Bowden's a 47-point favorite. And if power rankings come into this, Bowden needs to put up as many points as they possibly can against Forest Park so their power rankings go up. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. Right now, it doesn't matter if Bowden beats Forest Park 47 to 10 or if they beat them 105 to nothing. It doesn't matter. A win's a win. And that and that's, I think, how it should be in high school football. We don't want these teams that are just lopsidedly talented against these other teams boat racing them and leaving their starters in for longer than they should, risking injury and stuff just to try to more score more points to get a higher power ranking. Now, I don't I don't 100% know that power rankings will go against uh will go with points 4. I would assume it'll play in somehow, but my that's that's my biggest fear with this power ranking thing is we lead, we have starters that are left in the game a little too long and we're just absolutely boat racing teams that uh that that aren't on on your level or on par with you. Um now on the flip side of that, I like the power rankings because you look at a team like Heard County they're what are they one and four one and five right now and 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 they've played one of the hardest schedules to start the season that i've seen from any team in the state right now uh they you know i argued two weeks ago that they were probably the most talented no win team in the state so for a team like that i think that would benefit them um they've only won one game but that their schedule that they've played is insanely tough so i think that would benefit them in the power rankings and not just the win loss category so I, I understand what the GHSA is trying to do with the power rankings. I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. 
but I understand what they're trying to do. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see what comes of it next year. What what comes of it next year and how they do it. I love the reclassification thing. I've for a long time said that private schools have no business playing public schools, period. Whether it's the regular season or the playoffs and any classification. If you want to be a private school, you go off and do your own thing. The GHSA should not be in control of what private schools do. If private schools want to be private schools, phenomenal. Go off and do your own thing. You don't play with public schools. You adhere to a different standard, and you go by different rules than public schools do. There's no reason they should play each other, and, and a, a, a small factor of that is coming into play with high A, double A, and three A. Uh, all splitting up for when the playoffs start. Private's going to have their own playoffs. Public's going to have their own playoffs. There's no uh, private schools in low A, so low A doesn't have to worry about that. I absolutely love that. Absolutely love that. Next, we need to work on 4, 5, and 6 uh, going and playing in their own playoffs as well because I have I have no interest in playing private schools in the playoffs or in the regular season, uh, but I do love that they made that one of their main things is to get – private schools out of three, two, and high uh, playoffs for all sports. I I love that. I'm super in favor of that. Here's the messed up part about this. Like, private schools are still going to be in your region. Right. So you're going to have to play them every year. You're going to have to still play them in your region. Right. So will everybody else. You're going to have to, they're going to take them out of the region, and I guess, I guess more teams will be able to make the playoffs because, you know, since those private schools are out oh, well if three private schools make the playoffs in this region i guess you know three that are below that will make it right and so sense. and so your games against private schools in regular season won't really matter i mean they will but they won't like you'll get so if you have a region with eight teams in it and three of them are private schools well those three private schools if they made it to the playoffs they get kicked out and three public schools move in it's yeah. it's it's a weird system, but I understand what they're doing, and and I honestly I honestly do love it. I just I don't think private schools and public schools should play each other. Period in any sport, um, in region play, uh, but it's a, it's a step in the right direction, in my opinion, for reclassification. And uh, we'll get mo- more news on reclassification, Billy. There's a drop dead date from when reclassification is supposed to be out, right? Uh, I believe it's the end of this month. That's what I was thinking. Finding about regions yeah that's exactly what i was thinking that'll be interesting that we might have to do a whole podcast on that billy that'll be fun yeah uh let's get to our media our social or social media uh our what our social uh, so, our social media wednesday on a thursday pop culture wednesday that too uh pop culture <laughs> pop culture wednesday on a thursday billy you came up with this idea what do we got today <laughs> so I don't know why I came up with it. It doesn't matter to me anymore. Um, it's the top five celebrity hall passes. And I know that you guys made fun of me last night about this, but I don't care. Um, I have my likes and, and everyone can go do whatever they want to with theirs. It, it doesn't matter to me, but um, let's go. Let's match each other's five, four, three, two, one, and and just go down the line. Okay. So let's start with your five, Bryce. All right. My number five is Sofria Vergara or Vergara, uh, the 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 mom from uh, from Modern Family that dated uh, Al Bundy or that was married to Al Bundy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Big fan of Sofia Vergara. Uh, she is a uh, beautiful. Okay. Give me Olivia Wilde. Um, she was thirteen in a house she 
has been in a couple of other really good movies like the switch up with um brian reynolds um i I've just her eyes just do it for me man um yeah and her body doesn't suck either so yeah go ahead uh, I, I see i'm like looking up the people that you're saying here as you're going i don't think i've ever seen her in anything really no. i know that name i know the name but i don't i don't think i've ever seen her in any movies that i can find here on oh she was in rush wow no who is she in rush Susie miller wow okay so i've seen her in rush i know what that is i know what that is i've seen her in that um oh she was also in her oh she was the voice in her okay do you see the change up no no with brian reynolds and jason bateman uh-uh i've never heard of that a really good movie I've seen a couple of these movies she's in. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, at number four, I have Aubrey Plaza. I uh, fell in love with her during Parks and Rec, and she is very yeah. weird and quirky and sort of has a dark sense of humor. And I don't know, something about that dark sense of humor in uh, her quirky and weirdness. I, I like Aubrey Plaza quite a bit. So, yeah, Aubrey Plaza at number four. She's an honorable mention for me, buddy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, give me Jennifer Lawrence. Okay, um, I do know that name. Two. I know that name. There you go. Yeah. Hey, I know her. Uh, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, she's she's great. So yeah, give me Jennifer Lawrence. I like I like Jennifer Lawrence a lot in um, that gangster movie uh, with Christian Bale. What was that called? Where he was like a mobster. Remember that? Oh yeah, I do remember that. I just don't know the, remember the name of it. That was a that was a uh, that was a really good that was a really good Jennifer Lawrence movie. Uh, at number three, I have the crazy country singer that's always been in my top five ever since, I don't know, probably a decade ago, Miss Miranda Lambert. Uh, even even more news has came out about her her and Blake Shelton's split, and she is just as bad, you know what, crazy uh, as everybody thought she was. And I, uh, I kind of like that. So, yeah, give me, give me crazy country singing Miranda Lambert at number three. You know, you guys, like, mocked me for age and you know miranda lambert's 39 you old cougar eric we mocked you for age because you picked some that was 105 billy she's not 105 pretty close no she's not all right uh number three give me anna kendrick anna kendrick's my age so you can go on somewhere else with that um she is a hottie uh i first saw her when did i first see her Unfortunately, I think I first saw her in the movie Twilight. <laughs> um, I think. And then um, and she starred in Pitch Perfect. And when she got in Pitch Perfect, I was like, oh, oh, oh hello. But yeah, give me give me Anna Kendrick. I have never. I'm going through her IMDb now. I have never seen a movie she's been in. No, I don't know who this is. All right. All right. Uh, wow. You've never seen any of the Pitch Perfect movies? No. Why would... How long have we known each other? Does that sound like a movie I would watch? Bryce, you are a fan of musicals. Old school you musicals. You are. Old school musicals. Yes. You would actually enjoy the, the Pitch Perfect movies. I, would, I will never watch I will never watch that. You would enjoy them. I will never watch that. I can guarantee you. I will, I will never watch that. My time is too uh, precious these days. I'm not wasting it on Pitch Perfect. 
at number two, I have Belichick, Bellatrix Lestrange. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter, once again, kind of the, the dark demeanor about her playing Bellatrix Lestrange and playing uh, Sweeney Todd's, you know, kind of lover yeah. and Sweeney Todd. Um, and, and the fact that she's married to uh, uh, Tim Burton, like right. the whole the whole kind of, I don't know, dark mystique around her. Huge Helena Bonham Carter fan. Uh, she is she is awesome. I love anything that she is in. As long as she is playing that kind of dark, brooding character, yeah, yeah, give me Helena Bonham Carter. Number two, give me Tina Fey. Um, yeah, Tina Fey, she's been on Saturday Night Live for a long time, and and she did Thirty Rock, and it's uh, she was in Mean Girls, and she's just a hottie to me, man. Like the glasses do it for me. There's, <laughs> yeah, give me and Tina she's Fey. Funny. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Oh, I forgot yeah, Helena Bottom Carter was in Fight Club. Yeah, I forgot about that. Dark Shadows. Yeah, all of all of her roles. Yeah, Tina Fey's hilarious, man. I, I love Tina Fey. She is awesome. You know what? And, and this is this is my messed up mind, but I was like, she, yeah, she's married to Borat. No, she's not married to Borat. She's married to uh, um, Tim Burton. But the next person is married to Borat, right? Wait. Yes, yeah, yeah. Helena Bonham Carter is married to Tim Burton, uh, and my number one, uh, my been my number one for a long time. He, she is married to Borat. It's Isla Fisher. Uh, Isla Fisher is cute, redheaded, hilarious. Um, big fan of Isla Fisher. She has sort of always been on uh, on that hall pass list. She is she is absolutely hilarious. Loved her in Wedding Crashers. Uh, she's great, and now you see me. Um, Definitely, uh, maybe. Oops favorite of mine i loved her in that never seen that uh but she was hilarious really? yeah she was great in hot rod um yeah big fan of isla fisher so isla fisher number one for me definitely maybe has your two number ones on oh there. really it's got ryan reynolds on there too yes oh no i've never uh i've never seen that all right my number one and people can mock me and make fun of me all day long but i don't give a crap it's diane lane uh, Diane Lane has been my favorite for a very, 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 very long time. Um, basically, ever since uh, puberty. I, and I don't give a crap. I mean, she is just a freaking hottie. From, I think, I think honestly, one, like one of the first movies that I remember her in was Jack with uh, Robin Williams. More and more that I started watching movies with her, the more the more that I just was like, oh, 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 yes, please. So, yeah, I don't care how old she is, which she is. She's up there. She's only she's 58. Huh? She's only 58. Yeah. Clay was making no. me think she was like 70 or 80 or something yesterday. No, yeah, no, she's not. I've never seen any of those movies she's been in. She was in House of Cards, uh, the last season of House of Cards. She was in, um, there's a really good movie with her and Richard Gere. I can't remember the name of it, where she's a, she's a cheating wife. And that movie is incredibly hot. Um, yeah, she's, she's just really, really talented. Huh. Um, but, yeah, I've yeah. never. You when you said Diane Lane last night, I thought I thought that was like a newscaster from NBC or something. I thought that was who Diane Lane was. <laughs> um, the one movie that I do know Diane Lane was in and that came highly suggested to me that I got to watch and I might watch it today is a movie called Six Pack. 
uh, with Kenny Rogers. It was a 1982 uh, stock car racing movie uh, comedy. So I might I might pop that in and try to watch that today if it's on a streaming service anywhere. Not great reviews. Uh, 5.9 on IMDb and 45% on TV Guide. So we'll see if we can. By the way, you just sounded old as crap. I might pop that in. Like, it was a, you got a VCR over there. I wish I did. Do v- have you seen how much VCRs and VHS tapes are going for right now online? No. Hundreds of dollars. Hundreds of dollars. It's insane what VHSs and v- uh, VCRs are going for right now. I wish I had. Dude, we need to we need to do what Gary Vee's doing right now and just going to to um, garage sales and buying like just junk and then selling the crap on eBay. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that stuff is on it. A lot of that nostalgia stuff is huge. Billy, let's get to some Friday night lines from tomorrow night. They came out this morning, sent it over to us, and I don't think any of these, at least in my opinion, none of these lines really surprise me. Uh, the first one we have is Bremen at Lafayette. Bremen is a nineteen point favorite. Give me Bremen and the points. I think Bremen's going to cover this. Uh, their defense continues to impress Bryce. They're a top 10 defense in the, in the state as far as their classification. Um, yeah, give me give me Bremen and the points here. Yeah, I'm taking Bremen as well. I think Bremen wins this one uh, in Lafayette. Bremen goes 4-0 and oh, uh, in region play. Lafayette, not a good team right now. Lafayette's 1-5. Their only win was against Chattooga. Uh, Lafayette's lost to Tryon, Snorlaxville, Ringgold, Gordon Lee, and Adairsville. Uh, so, yeah, Gordon, uh, uh, Lafayette, not a great team right now. Give me the Bremen Blue Devils to roll. Next one, the biggest line of the weekend, Bowden at home versus Forest Park. Bowden, a 47-point favorite. This may be the biggest line we've seen in our area for the, for the year. Yes. I can't remember all of them, but I'm pretty sure we've never had anything for 47. Very possible. Uh yeah, Forest Park scored ten points all season, and yeah, they're they're not a good football team. They no. are not a good football team at all. Um, they give up points like it's nobody's business. Um, you know, and Rich Fenley last night was like, you know, there's a lot of talent on these teams. Oh, on this shut up, Rich. Work. <laughs> <laughs> And we're all just like, come on, coach. Yeah. Uh, give me Bowden. Um, I'm going to take Bowden in the points. I think they cover. Yeah, I am too. Uh, right now, they have, they've scored 10 on the season, like you said, and given up 193. They're 0-6. Bowden rolls that 47 that they cover it easily. Uh, Carrollton's on the road at East Coweta. Carrollton is an 11-point road favorite. Coming off of a bye, I, I like to feel like Carrollton's, A, getting healthier. Um you know, having having a chance to let those bumps and bruises get healthy, and I'm I'm going to take Carrollton in the points here. East Coweta is probably going to be the, one of their best um, region opponents, but give me um, Carrollton in the points here on the road. I, I I'm going to pick Carrollton to win, but I'm not going to take them with the points. I think East Coweta keeps it within a touchdown. East Coweta is a good team, man. East Coweta is five and one on the season right now. Their only uh, loss was to Lambert. I mean, they've beaten Stars Mill, Noonan Hillgrove, Sandy Creek, Lowndes. Uh, they've had a they've had a tough region, a non-region schedule. East Coweta is a very good team, not as good as Carrollton. Carrollton wins money line, but East Coweta I think keeps it within a touchdown. Another big line over the weekend. Central is a 33-point road favorite at Sonoraville. Sonoraville's a two and four team right now. They are not a good football team. Um, you know, of course, you know, we're going to get the coach speak from, from Umbre. You know, they've got a lot of talent on the team. You know, they're, they're, 
quarterback's going to sling it. Nope. Mm-mm. Give me, give me central. I may not take the 33. That's a lot. Um, That's a lot, especially in a region lot. game on the road. But I, I am taking central here to win. I'm taking central as well to win. The 33 is, is quite a bit. Um, the, the closest comparison that Snorlaxville has played is they played Calhoun, which is the, a 5A opponent ranked inside the top 10. They lost 52-16 to 16 to Calhoun. The only two wins for Snorlaxville have came against Darlington and Lafayette. Uh, so Central definitely wins this game. I'm not going to say they're going to cover that 33. That's just a big number on the road. Yeah, uh, speaking of big numbers, Hart County against Crawford County. This is the game you're going to be calling with Casey Bass. Um, 35 is the points spread right now. Oh, man, that's... That's quite a bit, especially on the road. I think I'm probably going to go with the way I said the Central game is going to go as well. Crawford County is not a great team. Uh, they are 1-5 and five in the season. Only win has came against Twiggs County. Heard County rolls on the road, but that 35-point margin, I don't I don't think they get there. I think this is like a 28-30, 30, 28-30-point victory for the Heard County Braves on the road. Right. Uh, I I would agree there. It's, yeah. That's that's tough to take. Thirty five points on Ooh. the road. On the road. Uh, speaking of road favorites, Rockmart is a twenty eight point favorite down at Beach Creek against Harrelson County this weekend. Give me Rockmart, but don't give me the points. Yep. I think Rockmart doesn't cover, but I think they win. Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm with you there. Uh, I, I think, think your defense is, is think getting good. better. Yeah. The, yeah, it's getting better by the by the week. I just don't think that they're going to be able to keep up as far as offensively. So give me uh, Harrison County, Harrison County with the points, but uh, give me Rockmart to win. Yeah. Rockmart money line, Harrison County points. I don't think Harrison County loses by, by more than uh, 28 points Uh, And the last one, Mount Vernon. They're a 25 point road favorite on the road against our Mount Zion Eagles. (sighs) Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon's good. Mount Vernon's good. Um, something that I'm really, really upset about is, you know, seeing this this Mount Zion defense has it's not what I uh, kind of expected. I want them to do better, and I just haven't seen it yet. You know what I mean? Right. Um, they've given up a lot of points the last couple of weeks. I mean, a lot, and I just I'm not really thrilled about it. Um, give me Mount Vernon. I'm not going to take the points, but give me Mount Vernon money line. Yeah, you talk about this defense. They've given up uh, 111 points in the last three games, and and Mount Vernon is a very, very good team. Mount Vernon right now, uh, they are averaging 32 points per game. Uh, Four and two on the season right now, just outside of the top 10 in, uh, I believe they're in high A is 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 what region they're in. Um, yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Mount Vernon as well on the road, but I think Mount Zion keeps it closer in that that 25 point uh, point favorite that, that Mount Zion or that Mount Vernon is favored by. Right. All right, and that's a uh, Friday night line. So let's get to the Marine South scoreboard. Last night in softball, Hurt County beats Callaway 13 to one. That's a big win for Hurt County. And then Mount Zion beat Douglas County 16 to 10. Hey, good job, Mount Eagles. Zion, third win of the season way to go yeah good job lady eagles good job yeah on the smith's four coverings games and events calendar tonight Bre- bremen is on the road at ridgeland in softball central is at northwest whitfield that is supposed to be a game right there um well, these be. are all games 
Yeah, Harrelson County is at hosting <laughs> North Murray. Heard County is at Northgate. Temple is at Paulding. And Villarica is hosting Tri-Cities, which I will be at. Hopefully. Ho- hopefully. Tri-City hopefully. shows up. And volleyball. Uh, Carrollton has their region tournament. And then Heard County is at Chattooga County. And that's your Smith's support covering Sam's events calendar. Billy, you need another cup of coffee? Do I ever, brother. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strong or Robert the Real Estate Group. LSU's Greg Brooks has brain cancer and faces months of rehab. I hate that. I hate that for him. Sucks, um, man. Yeah, it's you never the C word you never want to bring up. Um, it's it's the worst thing that has been around, and I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But. Um, Never want to hear anybody have it, especially man. in a kid like this. Kid's twenty-two years old, man. And, uh, the safety for LSU, you know, going through life, playing college football, and and now he's got to deal with this, dude. It just that sucks, dude. Yeah, I agree. Oh man, um, Iowa's quarterback Caden McNamara is out for the remainder of the season with an ACL tear. You never want to hear a kid get hurt, um, but. Yeah, I'm, that's as far as I'm going to go with it because he is a former scum player. I I, I don't want to. Oh, sounds like you hate this kid, hey. Billy. Huh? Sounds like you hate this kid. You never want to. You oh, never want to hear. Oh, sounds a kid like you hate hurt. this kid, Billy. You never want to hear a kid get hurt. You're a bad guy. I know. You're a bad guy. I'm well, I'm well aware. You wow. And I both. Hey, you're a bad guy. Hayden <laughs> McNamara, senior year. Playing his heart out for the Iowa Hawkeyes. And you're over here not sad that he's hurt. I'm, Golly. I said you never want to hear a kid bad get hurt. Guy. You're a bad That's guy. What I just he's a kid. Four and one. Second in the Big Ten West right now. Battling for the title against Wisconsin. You say you don't care if he gets hurt. Just because he went to Michigan. Golly. Terrible. Uh, the Bears are shopping Justin Fields. Yes, please. The, the Chicago Bears, have, or excuse me, Justin Fields has came out with his top three team destinations that he wants to go to. I haven't seen those released yet, but the GM for the Chicago Bears is shopping Justin Fields. Um, I'll do Atlanta, please. Please come to Atlanta. I'll, I'll give you Desmond in a third. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Right now. Yeah. I'll give you Desmond Ritter in a third. Yep. Yep, I think we know what Desmond Ritter is uh, is at this at this time, and it's it's not a it's not an NFL quarterback. It's not. I love Desmond Ritter, huge Desmond Ritter fan. I'll always be a Desmond Ritter fan. He is not an NFL quarterback. Uh, he the, may be an NFL quarterback. He just may be a backup quarterback. Right, right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even think he's that stuff, but not. It could be Alex Smith. Be Alex Smith. You know, maybe have one good year, four or five years from now, and be a be a perennial backup. Uh, Phillies advance to take on the Braves in the NLDS. We welcome the Phillies in on Saturday. We knew this was going to happen. It sucks. Uh, but you know what? If you got to be the best, you got to beat the best, right? So um, Phillies won the NL pennant last year. So we've got to beat the best in the NL um, to uh, win this. So let's let's go beat the Phillies this time. Let's beat the hell out of them. Yeah. Like, let's let, let's not give them any mercy. Let's show them what this Braves team really is, and let's go. Hopefully this time next week we're talking about the Braves getting ready to sweep them. Because uh, game, yeah. th- game, game, or get, uh, just swept them. Game three is on Wednesday. 
Um, so yeah, let's go out there and just win three. Go out there and win three. Uh, the NFL on that Thursday. Did you see that? What? So one game one is Saturday. Game two is Monday. Right. Both in Atlanta. Right. I don't know why we have to have a game day in between. I don't either. And game three is in Philly on Wednesday. Game four is in Philly on Thursday. Yeah. And then game five would be on Saturday yep. of the following week. I don't understand the day between unless you're traveling. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I don't either. I don't either. Um, I don't think there should be any time. I think we should play double headers. I think it should be 1 p.m. first pitch, 7 p.m. first pitch. Two, two games in one day. Uh, you get a day off after that. You fly to the other city, then you get another doubleheader. Especially in these five-game series or those three-game series, it's baseball, dude. You stand around for 90% of it. You can play two games in one day. Uh, give me, give me, give me, give me uh, double headers. Give me double headers in the playoffs. You get this over quicker. Baseball season's long enough. Get this over quicker. Uh, the NFL defends the focus on Swift Kelsey as a pop cultural moment. Shut up, NFL. This is so. Uh, this is so overdone. It's ridiculous. I'm. I'm done hearing about it. I'm. Is it cool for Kelsey? Sure. Is it? You know. But. For the NFL to focus on it, for the NBC broadcast to make a big deal of it, no, I'm, I'm done with it. Do, I'm so do done you with think it. the NFL cares about the opinion of Travis Kelsey or Taylor Swift in this? No. No, they don't. You know what they care about? Money. Those 400% jersey sales that Travis Kelsey's jersey increased last week. The, uh, yep. the fact that 27 million people watched one of the worst Sunday night football games I've seen in my entire life. We watched a Sunday night football. 27 million people watched a Sunday night football game, Billy, where Zach Wilson was the best quarterback on the football field. That's saying something. And it was all because Taylor Swift and Jason Kelsey. Or Travis Kelsey, excuse me. Not Jason. Hey, hey Ryan Reynolds was there too, but. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh. Cool. That was a terrible football yeah. game. He, Blake Lively, and um, um, Wolverine. Now you're just as bad as the Swifties. And, hey, I'll go, I'll go on record. Swifties are the most uh, the most off-kiltered fan base of all fan bases of all time. Unless we have Swifties that follow the TM5. No, you're off. You're, you're insane. The fact, that, <laughs> the fact that the cult that you're a part of made such a big deal out of uh, her putting ranch dressing on a chicken wing or what a, a chicken finger, whatever the hell it was. What is wrong with y'all? It's food. Let her eat in peace. Y'all are insane. Get a hobby other than freaking out over one person who can sing. Good lord, it's all. Although it is, it is kind of funny the amount of uh, videos that you and I have seen on TikTok and social media that said, uh, "Honey, do you did you see about how Taylor Swift put that?" that guy travis kelsey on the map oh my god no one knew about this travis kelsey guy before i just i can't wait to hear what the breakup song is going to be that taylor swift comes does does anybody (laughs) realize that that taylor swift doesn't have new music like every single song she comes up with is the exact same as the old song it's just just rewritten i don't care i don't care the the two swifties that listen to this podcast are going to boycott us it's all of her music's the same he broke my heart. They, they do a country version, then a pop version, then a rock version. Then they're going to do a rap version. How many times can you break up with somebody and still care about it? That's my that's my rant for the day. Uh, Billy, today in 2001, the MLB's Atlanta Braves become the first pro sports team to win 10 straight division titles 
after mauling the Marlins 20-3 to clinch the NL East title. NBA's Boston Celtics from 1957 to 1965 and the Los Angeles Lakers from 1982 to 1990 both won nine in a row, but nobody has done 10 and the Atlanta Braves completed that. What do we get up to? 14, 15? 14. 14. Yeah. Are the Atlanta, was, are the Atlanta Braves... Are the Atlanta Braves the greatest franchise of all time, just for longevity? It's hard to say that because most of our success has come in within the last 30 plus years. Right. Before that, we were uh, kind of poo. Yeah. Um, we did win a championship in 57, but we weren't in Atlanta. That um, was back when they were wearing those same face masks that Clay was describing last night. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, it's it's hard to it's hard to say that, but yeah, we do have we've got championships in Boston, we've got championships in um, Milwaukee, and now we've got two in Atlanta. So that'd be a good talking um, point for us. The most successful franchises of the past thirty years through all sports. True. You know what? Um, Clay brought up something last week. Um, and I'm not sure where you were when we were discussing this, but they had basically broken down um, the NFL standings in as if they had 100, the last 162 games and where where each team would be in their division and stuff. And it was really interesting. I'll have to see if I can find that and send it to you. That'd be neat. That'd be uh, over there. There's a, pod, there's a podcast uh, topic right there, right there. You got anything else to add today on a Thursday, man? No, man, let's get out of here. Uh, Be sure to listen to me tonight, uh, Friday, or excuse me, tonight versus uh, Villarica versus Tri-Cities, hopefully. Um, If we do not get, if Tri-Cities forfeits or doesn't show up, I will be going out to Villarica anyway. Um, I may do some interviews with, uh, so with Cody Skinner and um, maybe some of the kids and, and we can post that on both uh, hometown sports and dub. All right. Well, join us tomorrow morning, morning five, to wrap up the week. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them.